We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Season two. Yes, episode number fourteen. We getting down to the nissle gristle of it. Trade deadline is a couple weeks away. All star game is a couple weeks away. Good teams are starting to cement themselves as the elites, while the teams that was doing well that we may have thought could fall is starting to fall from the pack. Welcome to 10 on the Clock. I'm Tyrone Smith. Wrong to exclusive hustle bandit, sneaker bandit, four point island, lock them up wrong. Daytona 360. Back giving y'all some more of that NBA weekly content as I usually do. Hell yeah. Let me first start off by saying, shout out to Patrick Beverly, man. That Pat 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 Bev is the goat. I ain't even gonna lie. Pat Bev is is that guy. This man is. This is the only. If you ever needed a person to inspire you to play basketball, Patrick Beverly is that guy. This is the only dude that I know that legit talks trash, but don't contribute nothing on the court. He might have his nights of, yeah, playing some good defense, but more often than not, he's getting cooked. And he is a liability on the offensive end. But you can't tell that to him. You cannot tell Patrick Beverly none of these things because he's going to go out there Make one good play, and you would think that Le- that LeBron made the play. He got so much confidence, and if we all needed someone to look up to, no matter what we going through in life, look up to Patrick Beverly. Take his demeanor and and use it towards your everyday life, and I guarantee you, your good days. Will be great days and your bad days, they're gonna be bad. But you just make that one move that was a good move, and you're gonna have a great day. Let's get into this episode. All right, so we into the second edition of what the numbers looking like. This is a segment basically where I break down every single day. I give y'all the high scoring person from that day. And I also give you players who at least put up 30 points since we are in the ridiculous offensive numbers of the NBA. So let's start out with last Monday. Monday. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum put up a 51 piece. 15 for 23 from the field, 7 to 12 from 3, 14 to 14 from the line. 11 other players scored at least 30. LeBron had 48. Steph had 41. Drew Holiday had 35. Jimmy Butler had 34. Alprin Singoon had 33. Fred Van Vliet had 33. Christoph Porzingis had 32. Jordan Poole had 32. 
RJ Barrett had 32. Miles Turner had 30. Darius Garland had 30. On Tuesday, Tuesday. Dane put up 44. 12 for 20 shooting, 6 for 12 from 3, 14 and 14 from the line. He had a plus minus of negative 20, though. So that means all that scoring he was doing, every time he was on the floor, that Portland, Portland was getting work put on him. But he still had 44. Five other players scored at least 30 on Tuesday, led by Joel Embiid, who had 41. Fred Van Vliet had 39. Drew Holiday had 37. Nikola Jokic had 36. And Keldon Johnson had 36. Wednesday. Jalen Green put up 41 points on 16 for 24 shooting. 410 from 3 and 5 or 6 from the line. He also added 5 rebounds and 7 assists. You also had 8 players put up at least 30, led by Lori Marketing with 34. LeBron James had 32. Jalen Brunson had 32. Nikola Jokic had 31. De'Aaron Fox had 31. DeJounte Murray had 30. Norman Powell and Luka Doncic also had 30 points. Thursday, Jason Tatum put up 34 points. He shot 9 for 27 from the field. 413 from 3, 12 for 12 from the line. Added 19 rebounds and 6 assists on Thursday. I didn't watch no games on Thursday because I was watching McGraw Ave Season 2. I'll talk about that a little more. In addition to Jason Tatum, three other players put up at least 30, led by Joel Embiid, who had 32. Kyrie and Zach Levine each had 30. Friday! Kyrie put up 48 points, shot 18 for 29 from the field, 8 for 15 from 3, 4, 6 from the free throw line, added 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals. And you also had 7 players put up at least 30, led by Shea Gildrick Alexander, who had 37, Kawhi Leonard had 36, Luka Doncic had 34. Julius Randle and Jordan Poole each had 32. Darius Garland had 31. Franz Wagner had 30. Saturday! Anthony Edwards put up a 44-piece. Shot 17 for 29 from the field, 8 for 16 from 3, 2 or 2 from the foul line. In addition, 5 other players scored at least 30 points led by Evan Mobley who had 38 Terry Rozier had 34 Tyrese Maxey had 32 De'Aaron Fox had 31 and Rui Hachimura had 30 and Sunday Kyrie Irving put up 38 points shot 12 for 22 from the field 5 or 7 from 3 9 and 9 from the free throw line Added seven rebounds and nine assists. Six other players had 30 as well, led by LeBron James with 37, Shea Gildress with 34, Thomas Bryant and Ephraim Simons had 31, Kawhi and RJ Barrett had 30. And this has been the second edition of What the Numbers Looking Like. Let's get into these stories for the week.
So first things first, as y'all know, last week was MLK Day. The only gripe that I have about the 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 slated games that they do put on is I wish that the league would do it more tight. I mean, city specific when it comes to Dr. King. Like just go, just play games in cities where he has some of his more memorable and iconic moments. For example, like have games. Of course, they have games in Atlanta because that's where he's from. Games in Memphis, uh, of course, because that's where he was assassinated in 1968 on the heels of a protest for sanitation workers as they was preparing for a strike. Washington D.C. Because he had the I Have a Dream speech in Washington, D.C. That speech brought out over 250,000 people to listen to that man talk. In Detroit, a lot of people may not know the impact that Dr. King had in the city of Detroit. His Walk to Freedom March in 1963 drew 125,000 people to the city. In addition to that, he gave in a speech that is so much identical to the I Have a Dream speech in Washington, D.C. So when we look at impact, those are cities that had great impact. Those are cities that had monumental moments for Dr. King and his civil rights movement. Now, we could talk about Alabama, but Alabama doesn't have a professional team. So we can't throw Alabama into the into the cities that I feel that they should just have games exclusive to those cities on MLK Day. Now, I know this is probably a, a tool to get some of the elite players to play and to get some of the elite teams to expose to the to the broader masses of television watchers. But if we go if we go honor people. If we're gonna honor somebody like that, I think we should do. Uh, we should. If you're gonna do all the games, do all the games, but make do for those cities where they get those games every single year. I think it'll only be fair, and I think it'll only be right. Let's talk about last Friday night. The Memphis Grizzlies and the L.A. Lakers played. The Lakers end up winning that game 112-111. I knew, I just, something was telling me that the Lakers was going to win this game. When the fourth quarter hit and I started to see that they were getting all the calls, I knew that the Lakers was going to win this game. But, that's not the highlight of the of the night. Yes, the Lakers came back from double digits and won. Yes, yes, good for them. The highlight of the night was Shannon Sharp and the Memphis Grizzly team. More specifically, Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Steven Adams, going at the Hall of Fame tight end. Apparently, words was exchanged to the point where Shannon Sharp got very upset and were spouting words to the Memphis Grizzly players that got them very upset. And everybody came to a crash course right at courtside in L.A. Now, let me just say this, because everybody wanted to defend Shannon Sharp, this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, Shannon Sharp is a fan. And if anybody else was talking crazy to a player, they would have been ejected, let alone 
getting into it with the players and getting into it with spectators of the game as well as he got into it with John Morant's pops. So Shannon Sharp should have been ejected from the game, but I think we all know why he wasn't ejected from the game. He's been a big advocate for LeBron James. LeBron is on the chase to history. They're not gonna do anything, anything negative on the on on LeBron's front. Shannon Sharp is LeBron, one of LeBron's guys. Ejecting him was out of the question. Now, initially, if 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 an apology wasn't made, like it was made the following Monday that that Shannon Sharp had made, I would have called him a hypocrite, only because. When these big time sportscasters, when when things happen in the stands, they are the first proponents to say what people shouldn't do and what they should do, things along that line. And when he was put into that situation that he speaks so much about, he fell right into what any other fan would do. But he came out, he made an apology apologize to the organization the lakers organization the grizzlies organization the players from the grizzlies lebron his stylist probably the barber the people who put his shoes on the people who made his socks like he had a lot of apologies for a lot of people that's grown man ish right there so shout out to shannon sharp for taking responsibility for his actions and then apologizing for those actions and taking accountability and the fact that he say things that he didn't he didn't practice those things that night it woke up the demon though in la i felt that it took memphis out of their game completely a game where they had did so well in containing lebron they fell into that trap that i feel every team kind of falls into they got too comfortable la started playing desperate and their desperation overseeded Memphis cool, calm, and collective mentality on the court. And that's what ultimately cost them to lose this game. Let's talk about Paris. The Pistons and the Bulls play in Paris. Wednesday, last Wednesday. And the Bulls defeated my Pistons 126-108. The game has some hall of fame players there such as magic johnson tony parker was there joe kim noah was there and the first projected first overall pick in this upcoming draft victor Wembanyama. now i know that the, the the goal is to expand the game and this expands the game but i'm pretty sure that People didn't want to come see the Pistons and the Bulls play basketball. Now, granted, the Bulls are a very iconic franchise. Six championship rings. The most iconic player in NBA history played for the Bulls and Michael Jordan. The Pistons are an iconic franchise. Three NBA championships from the bad boy era and the going to work era. They have a pretty good decent fan base but when you want to promote your game outside of the united states you want to promote your game 
with some of your best players and your best teams. Detroit is not one of the better teams in the league right now. Chicago is not one of the better teams in the league right now. So you want to get some of your best players and best teams out to these areas so you can promote the game. You send a Steph. Even if you have a Golden State Boston Celtics matchup in Paris, people are going to come because of Steph Curry and Jason Tatum. Bring your stars to these out of the U.S. games and watch how the popularity grows that much more. And to wrap it up for the stories of the week, the NBA jersey sales were released. Top five included Steph Curry, number one, LeBron, number two, Giannis, number three, Luka, number four, Kevin Durant, number five. Top five doesn't surprise me one bit because you can legitimately make an argument that these are the best five players in the world right now. Number six, seen John Morant. Number seven is Jason Tatum. Eight is Devin Booker. Nine, Joel Embiid. Ten is Damian Lillard. Now, I expected Devin Booker to kind of be in the top sp- in the top ten just off of 2K alone. He is the cover boy of NBA 2K23, so I felt automatically he was going to be right in the mix in terms of top ten jersey sales. Dame is Dame. Whether he plays or not, his style of play is popular, loyal to the soil. A lot of people want his jersey because he's 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 that guy. He's always going to stay loyal to where he is. Ja must see TV every night. You kind of worry when he's in the air. You think so much of Derrick Rose, whatever, whatever. But he is must see TV for a fun Memphis Grizzlies team. And to round out my top 15, well, the list top 15, you have Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, and Kyrie Irving. Now, off rip, two-time MVP Nikola Jokic isn't on the list, which is a surprise, but it's not really a surprise. Jokic, he just, I mean, he got the game, but his game don't really scream by a jersey. You know, like he, he passes and he does all that, but he doesn't have a nice jump shot. His off the dribbles is kind of eh. His fadeaway is kind of eh. So it's like, it's nothing appealing about wearing a Nikola Jokic jersey, unless you endeavor because he's been y'all two-time MVP. Other surprises that I look at not being on the list include guys like Jimmy Butler, just off the Miami Vibe, Alex Caruso, Austin Reeves. I would have expected Kawhi Leonard to have been there. James Harden to be there, and Jalen Brown. I would expect them guys to have been there. They're not, and I'm pretty sure that's something that we're gonna get to next year. So these are my stories for the week. Let's go ahead and end the show with locks of the week. Alright y'all, it's time to end the episode Last week I went 2-5 and five in my predictions Damn, damn, damn Which gave me a record of 67-45 and 45. I've had two Out of the past three weeks I've had two losing weeks And I don't like that Looking to redeem myself this week As I focus on the games being played on January the 28th 
it is an 11 game schedule so let's go ahead and pick some games first off i got the sixers to defeat the nuggets i got the nets over the knicks i got the rockets over the pistons and my upset special give me the magic over the bulls i got the clippers over the hawks and my lock of the night give me the kings over the timberwolves i'm gonna take the pelicans over the wizards give me the suns over the spurs in my game of the night give me the celtics over the lakers i'm gonna take the jazz over the mavericks and the raptors over the trailblazers and this has been the episode of 10 on the clock week 14 is officially complete next week we will be talking about the rory hachimura trade from the wizards to the lakers and other stories as well i appreciate y'all rocking out with me i'm tyrone smith wrong to exclusive hustle bandit sneaker bandit four point island lock them up wrong Daytona 360 signing out, and I will holler at y'all next week.